live button just saying <laughs> it probably says we're live on zoom but i can't see because i'm looking to catch my youtube channel so that it doesn't interrupt me we are hey everybody hey and it was muted this time i think i finally figured it out after 117 episodes <laughs> mute youtube before you go live and it will come up muted all right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Divi Chat, episode 117. We're going to talk about productizing services and why you might want to consider doing it. I'm excited to talk about this topic. It's a fun topic. I think every single one of us has done this, and uh, we've got a lot of experience to share with you. And we're going to tell you why you may want to consider it if you're not offering it for current clients and stuff. So before we get started... We are going to go around and say hello to everyone who is. Do we have a new member? <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you, Leslie. Well, as a matter of fact, yes, we do. Uh, Divi Chat has an official new member, and on my screen, right over there, it's a uh, Stephanie. Matter of fact, we will hey, let Stephanie. Stephanie introduce herself first. <laughs> what is up, geeks? I'm Stephanie. <laughs> Proud new rookie of the Divi Chat team. And uh, I'm coming here from Charlotte, North Carolina, where I'm happy to say it did not rain today. Big news, blue skies. And I'm representing Focus WP and um, it's our white label WordPress maintenance company. So we can handle all the tedium and you just make cool websites. You can find me at focuswp.co. My email address is on there or you can uh, send us a message in the chat and it'll come right to me. Awesome. We are super excited. Stephanie has been a guest Divi chatter several times and we loved her so much. We decided to make her a permanent fixture. So, <laughs> yeah. She balances she out the, the Divi. She balances out the Divi chat four. We are now, if I'm not mistaken, 50% female, 50% male in the Divi chat. Yeah. That's awesome. Get geeks are going to take over. That's right. Yeah. I think the next step is female hosts for Divi Chat. And Boom. Leslie, Leslie, Leslie. Coming to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go. Hi, Tammy. You want to say hi? Sure. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Tammy Grant, and I'm representing Sunflower Creatives. Brand Elemental, and the Coaching Marketplace. And I reside here in sunny Florida. And you can find me on Twitter at your blog place. Well, I'm so glad Tammy's here. I, I love it when you come on, Tammy. So you, you need to be like here every week, just saying. <laughs> Hi, Leslie. Hi, uh, I'm Leslie of A Girl in Her Mac. Um, I am in Texas. And you can find me at agirlinhermac.design um, or on Facebook at agirlinhermac. Fantastic. Mr. Streifler. Hey, everybody. Tim Streifler here. And I'm broadcasting also from Texas, uh, about an hour from where Leslie is, or hour and a half, somewhere in there. And uh, you can find I'm me sorry, online Leslie. at <laughs> timstreifler.com, divilife.com, wpgears.com. And uh, yeah, happy to be here. It's been a couple of weeks since I've been here, so happy to be back. I'm glad you're here too, Tim. I'm just having fun with you. <laughs> All right. And my name is David Blackman. I feel like I've been gone for a million years also. 
and you can find me at Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space, and WPGears.com. Super excited to talk about this topic today. Super glad to have Stephanie on board more on a full-time basis. And, official. Um, official. Um, so, can, I do you know, the, can I do the definition? It's been a while. I, I think you ought to do the definition and, and kind of dive in a little bit too, Tim. Give us an All right. segue. Go for it. Yeah. For those that don't know, I've somehow over time became the resident definer, kind of defining what the topic is. Uh, so essentially, product Did you just define the definer? <laughs> that is I'm so glad you're here, Stephanie. I'm so glad. <laughs> that is my tendency to over-explain. And so a lot of times what I do is I will explain something and then I'll explain it again, kind of like I just did again for the third time. Um, over-explain, over-explaining. Um, so anyways, uh, you have products, you have services, you have uh, you know products which are nicely packaged. You have services where you're essentially selling your time. And productized servicing is kind of meshing the two together and uh, figuring out a way to take a service that normally you'd have to bill hourly and figuring out a set way to uh, productize it and figure out uh, you know, it includes X, Y, and Z, and it costs this much and you get this, you know, amount of customizations and, and basically having a standardization for it so that you can sell it over and over again. You can market it easier by having those standards in place. And then, um, yeah, so that's kind of the rundown, um, of what productizing is. There's lots of different ways that you can productize as a web design business. Um, to me, like the most classic example of productizing a service with web design is maintenance plans. And so we're going to kick it over to Stephanie here, our, our, our new panelists, um, to talk a little bit about what, how she does that with their new brand new business, Focused WP. But essentially productizing uh, maintenance is you have you know a set amount of things that you include on every maintenance plan where you have uh, updates, backups, all of those different things, and you charge it for a set rate uh, to all your clients. And it's basically a way to make some additional income apart from your web design services that can't really be productized as easily. Before we dive off over to Stephanie, Stephanie, is your website focuswp.co? Yes, and it's down the chat. <laughs> telling me. Oh. <laughs> I just, no, red alert, red alert. <laughs> you know, Your there are five down. sites Recite on down. that server and uh, they all went down earlier today. And I, okay. so I just sent right. Tom a friendly little note in all caps. <laughs> Yay, web design. <laughs> yeah, actually, it was one of our audience who said, hey, you're I know. Totally. They were probably rushing over to buy your services. <laughs> your productized service. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about why you made the decision to move to a, you know, not only productizing your services, you've transitioned or are transitioning to making that your main focus of a business is productizing your client services. <laughs> I don't well, know. that's yeah. So before, like before I jump into like what I actually did with that, I was putting some thought into this before this episode. And I, I think there's kind of like three things that are sort of like the common um, types of things that you can productize or ways you can productize. So one I think of is like sort of like a foot in the door kind of bite size product like when you like, and this is one, another thing that we do, some of you guys might do it too, where you might sell like a marketing audit 
or an SEO audit or something like that. So that's got a flat rate. You know, you might sell it for like 195 bucks or 395, whatever it is. And then once that's done, then that could lead to more products and or more work, whatever, things like that. And then you can do the, the single, you know, like maybe you sell a website or maybe you sell a course or maybe you sell something that would normally be built out by hours. But instead of being on like the, um, the lawyer sort of structure where you just try and bill as many hours as possible, you, you package it up and you sell that item. And then the third would probably be retainer, right? So you, where you do monthly work that would fall under a certain umbrella and then you find a way to put a price tag on that. So I have, um, I've experimented with all three of those. So I have a couple small things on my site, like an audit, things like that, that we sell as one-offs. And I'm, I'm trying to hammer out my retainer side of things. That's a little more tricky, but the, the, um, the maintenance side of my business was very easy to productize. I was doing that for my clients, um, already. So just a flat monthly fee, and then they get a certain set of services and results and things like that. And that would be their, you know, all their updates and <laughs> all their updates and backups and things like that. And then what, um, what my partner Tom and I started to do was instead of just selling those one-offs, we kind of decided to bundle these things and sell the service to an agency so we can do all of those, like all of their sites for them. So we kind of productized our productized service, kind of. Awesome. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've always been, it seemed like when I first started my WordPress journey, I read a blog post uh, that really kind of opened my eye. Oh, walking teenager, you may see. <laughs> he's just pacing back and forth. Yeah, hey, Bo. He's, he's doing chores. Um, I got, I'm cracking the whip. I'm making him clean the porches. It's springtime. <laughs> we need to um, but I read a blog post very early on that really kind of shifted my mental, um, you know, outlook on, on revenue generation with WordPress websites. And when I first came into WordPress websites, it was easy. It was like, okay, I build you this website. You give me these dollars and I go on to the next client and I build them a website and they give me these dollars, but I'm, I'm forever. It's, it's a never ending, always have to get new clients through the door kind of process. And then I read this blog post where this guy was talking about productizing his web design services and his theory or his, what he did, not theory, what he did was um, he, he came up with this concept and he may not have even came up with it. He may have stole it from somebody else and wrote a blog post about it, but for whatever reason I found it and it was good SEO or somebody shared it in a Facebook group. And the basic premise was, is that he would, guarantee small businesses that was his target market small businesses that he would build them a website in 24-hour period and he talked about that process and he said you know I don't even care if I kill myself to put that website out in the 24 hours you know to build it from scratch to you know launch he would finalize it in 24 hours and it wasn't so much that process but my brain is a math brain. So it like does numbers really quick. And it's like, you know, what's the potential of this? And my brain instantly went to, okay, well, he's going to charge a fixed finite amount for a brochure website for a small business that just needs a presence online, five to seven pages. 
and he's going to charge $2,000 for it. And um, it's going to do it in 24 hours. I'm like, okay, well, heck, if he does 10 of those a month, <laughs> you know, good golly, man, this guy makes 20 grand in a month and he only works 10 days. And that was like, <laughs> man, I'm going to be off for 20. You know, and I thought this is fantastic. I need, they need this in my life, you know, but what it did was it just, it kind of um, opened my mind to the power of productizing a service to where it, it, it in the things that Stephanie's talking about is more recurring revenue and stuff, um, which is where my mind ultimately went. But it was the beginning of me saying, holy crap, the power of this is the light bulb. So yeah, the light bulb just went off. So it was just really, really profound. And obviously, you know, Aspen Grove Studios is a product company and we've product quite a few services and stuff over the last few years. And it's it's worked out really well for us. So um, Corey just yeah. said, now you only work seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie, Corey. There is an eighth day in the week. When you get there, you, you work so much, it becomes an eighth day in the week. So... <laughs> Um, who wants to go next? Because I, I could talk about this subject all day long. I'll go next. Yeah. All right. Go, Tammy. When, when I started thinking about productizing our services, I had a lot of, I guess, um, op opposition that I read. Uh, people that claim that it's not good to put your prices on a line and things like that. So what I did was I created a product, uh, basically packaging a website service with a set amount of uh, features and different things like that. And I found that if I did that, it was easier to promote. Uh, having a package with a price tag makes it easier to advertise and promote. And if you have like an email list, it's easier to sell. Another thing that I've done too is productize uh, like a set amount of hours. I've been doing that for a number of years now and I have recurring customers that come back and they just purchase uh, a bundle of hours. I, I do like six for a discounted rate over the hourly rate. And it seems to work out really well for uh, people who have established websites or people who have built their own website, but still need some professional help. So that's one of the things we do. We also do uh, the web maintenance, uh, much like Stephanie, but really just for our customers that we design custom websites for. We stopped the uh, providing hosting just for people. Uh, we, we don't provide hosting for folks who don't do the maintenance because it's just too risky. So yeah. that's pretty much what we do there. I'm not leveraging that part of uh, the productization that we should, but. Uh, yeah. Tammy brings up a really good point. It helps people like figure out what they want. It's kind of like the, the kind of the analogy I, I thought of was when you walk into a restaurant, you see a menu and you kind of see what the options are. Imagine if you walked into a restaurant and there's no menu and it just says like custom anything, like what do you, what do you want to eat? We'll make you anything you want. People will be like, well, I don't know what I want. Like, I'm not sure what sounds good. Like what, what are the options? And so that's kind of like the, you know, custom websites versus like a productized web design um, service like Tammy's talking about where you have, here's everything that's included and it costs this much. Well, that can tell people, okay, now I know you know, what's included for that, that price and what I get kind of a thing. Cause a lot of people they'll come and be like, 
I don't know what I want. And they don't necessarily might be a little intimidated about doing a consultation over the phone and kind of customizing a, a tailored solution. Um, but having a productized web design service where, you know, here's what it is, you can order off the menu. Um, that can be a really great approach, especially for lower budget clients that, you know, might need just kind of a basic website and they don't need something super custom. Your turn, Leslie. Oh, <laughs> well, I, um, my first foray into productizing was similar to Tammy. I started out with blocks of time and that kind of came about because someone just, it was either through Facebook or email, but they messaged me and they asked if they could just hire me for a few hours of work on their Divi site. Um, so I was like, you know, this is kind of working out. Maybe I'll just put this as a product and they can put it in the cart. And I sold, um, five hours at a time and that went really well. I got, you know, I need, lets you kind of get into people's sites and just kind of look around and stuff. And, um, and then kind of led to the contact form styling. Um, so I have contact form and the give donation form plugin. I have those two on my, on my site as products. Um, and that's just because I'm a designer. I love doing that stuff. So and I know there's a need for that. I see a lot of people always ask for that in the groups and they don't necessarily want to do it themselves, even though I do also have code where people can do it themselves. Um, so yeah, that kind of got the ball rolling on there, but, but yeah, it kind of opened my eyes into thinking of creative ways to make money for the same talents that you have, you know, and at the time I really wasn't into building the full website. So it was a good break for me. I could just go in, do the styling part that I love and, you know, that's it and that's it um but yeah it's been good you know that you bring up a good point on a, like one of i think the best ways to sell some of this stuff is to tell people how to do it because <laughs> like people want to call you and be like oh can you just throw e-commerce throw a shopping cart on my site you know right. like they just want to <laughs> ask for all these things like it's so simple but when you when you get down to it and you, if you put it out there and say like well this is what's involved just in putting a blog on the site, for example, like how many pages and how many different layouts and all that stuff. It sounds like such a, like, oh, just flip a switch in the blog. But if you really like explain to people what's the steps are and what's involved and just say like, here, go for it, go do it. Right. They'll be like, can I just hire you to do it? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great awesome. selling tactic, actually. <laughs> yeah. And I, I keep going back to the whole restaurant thing. Um, it's kind of like, uh, when they see a starting point, then they can customize it further, but at least there's something for them to kind of go off of. And it's, and it might be like, it's almost like a, how we will take a layout or a child theme or a template and then customize it further and make it our own for uh, a client. That might be a great place to start where they choose a productized service and then they custom tailor it to them. And at least kind of gets them, you know, gets the ball rolling rather than them trying to like figure out what they want through a, a you know, just a pure custom uh, consultation. Well, I think nothing, if, if nothing else, if you're building websites for clients and you're not really sure where you want to start productizing, I would highly encourage you to start doing what you're already doing for your own website, which is you should be probably performing backups on a regular basis. You should probably be performing updates to the website on a regular basis. You also you know, depending on the type of site you have, may or may not be performing certain types of security tasks. For us, for example, we have an e-commerce website. Security is real important. So we take that serious. So it's it's not something that's, 
out of the realm that we have to go learn a whole new skill set and stuff. These are things that we're already doing for ourselves yeah. and potentially for clients. So it's kind of, it's kind of low hanging fruit for you. And I can tell you that for me, um, before Corey and I partnered up with Aspen Grove Studios, when I was building websites for clients, I had a goal. And when I realized I read this productizing article and I thought, man, that's pretty good. You know, I want that. I want to be able to have a steady stream of revenue coming in without having to worry about finding my next client, finding my next client, finding my next client. And what my goal was, was to do the, um, some people call them maintenance agreements. Some people call them service agreements. I shifted to service agreement because I started out as maintenance and the clients that I had, even though I was only performing three tasks for them, they assumed that I was maintaining their website and they would want me, Hey, can you update this? Can you put this image on? Can you do that? And I kept having to go back and explain to them, wait a minute, that's not a part of what you're paying me for. Uh, so I'd like totally shit can maintenance agreement and <laughs> call that a service agreement. And, and it's worked out a whole lot better. Uh, there's no confusing, but my goal was I wanted at the five year mark, which now hindsight being 2020 was a pretty lofty goal. Um, I wanted to have a hundred service agreement clients on, you know, on the books. Be, and the reason why I wanted that was because if I chose to not build another website after year five, I would have revenue there that I could live on and be comfortable and stuff. And you can, you know, I was charging $1,500 per year per client. And, you know, I wanted a hundred of those, which would have started the year off at 150,000 a year. That was my goal. Um, obviously, my WordPress journey, you know, has had many <laughs> forks, <a> turn. <laughs> and took, took lots of turns. Um, and, and we only do that for a handful of clients today because, you know, we've productized in another way. Um, so, but, but what I've realized the value of product productization is the scalability of it is much, much greater than the scalability of client services, unless you're going to build a massive creative agency, which if that's your goal, that's great. You know, you can do that, but otherwise you're not going to be able to achieve the amount of revenue that you can achieve through productization. Yeah. The, the lawyer illustration there. is like really, I mean, that really comes the closest to how you, I mean, they succeed. Lawyers make a lot of money, but you have to be able to get up to a certain hourly rate and also probably round up your hours where you, you know, you have like, you're only going to bill in full hours. So if you work 15 minutes, they're getting charged the whole $450 right. an hour. Yeah. And like whatever minimum. it is that, that really is kind of the only way. And that, that isn't exact. I mean, you have to really get yourself up there and be um, pretty widely known and have a reputation before you can get to that level, I think. So it's much easier to scale these ways. The other way that is huge right now that Tim, you and David are both doing a ton of is courses. That's yeah. like those recorded courses. How are those working out? Nah, not that great. <laughs> no one else should do it. Yeah, <laughs> nobody should do it. Let Tim and I, it's a lot of work. Let us just go ahead and get it. it. Yeah, let, we'll handle it for everyone. Just don't. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, the courses are great. Um, and I mean, we're, we're planning on releasing more courses this year. So yeah, it has been, been great. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. About <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a perfect really example. It. You're teaching that one time you're recording all that stuff and then people can just buy it again and again and again and go through it. Oh, yeah. 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 I don't consider that a productized service though. No. I, well, I, I think of, well, may, I mean, I guess Ooh, you could, if you the can. The plot thickens. I think of it as an info product, but I don't think of it as a product productized service. Cause I think to be a productized service and I mean, it's just semantics. It's like, who cares, you know, what you call it at the end of the day. But I think a productized service is something that you, it's still, you still have to do that service, but you just productize it, package it in a way to make it easier to sell and for people to understand. But with the digital course, it's sold over and over again. We don't have to go and teach individually each student. That's at least in my head. That's how I separate. Okay. What do you guys think? That makes sense. Um, I don't know. I really, I really hadn't thought about the courses as part as far. I guess for me, I always think of it like if, if you know, they can literally like put it in a little cart instead of me sending an invoice. That's kind of like the first, you know, barrier. I don't know. <laughs> I get like how a child theme or you know layout something like that. That's just a product. But I don't know. I feel like the courses. Because the courses have to be updated too, right? Like eventually and stuff. So it's not necessarily one. Yeah, and they have a Facebook group and all that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I guess that's a tweener. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They still have to put the course in the cart as well. So it still becomes like a product. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think think where Tim's coming from, I understand. I get it. You know, with the client services side of things, this is not a typical service that most web designers are going to provide for clients. Um, I mean, they may, some, some people may teach them and I will encourage you to do that as well. I know that one of our other Divi chat hosts, Sarah does a fantastic job of, you know, a library of videos that she's created and stuff and puts in the dashboard for her, um, clients and stuff. So she does teach them and whatnot. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I think the sky's the limit. I am 150% for productizing anything of value that you have that other people can use. You know, I think that's huge. That's, that's smart. It's, and it's, it's good. Yeah. And I really like what Stephanie said at the very beginning about using a productized service as a foot in the door. You see that in a lot of different industries uh, and, and Stephanie's example was like an, you know, an SEO audit or a website audit, stuff like that, which can be a low price, you know, has a fixed amount of, you know, tasks that are completed and it has a fixed price. Uh, but you see that in a lot of different industries where like, for example, I know a lot of wedding photographers and they'll do like, you know, mini sessions where it's a fixed price, mm-hmm. one location, one outfit, you know, 20 customized photos or something It costs this price and that's it. Um, and then you see it like, for example, with, um, I don't know, a, a carpet cleaner, you know, has a Groupon deal where it costs, you know, $50 for, you know, a, a basic carpet cleaning. It's a fixed price. It's a service they have to come and do the work, but it's, you know, it's a set amount of, of time for set up price and set amount of, of whatever. 
Um, and then that's a great way to get your, their foot in the door to then upsell other services, you know, do a regular, you know, maintenance carpet cleaning every week and stuff. And you can apply that to your business. Like Stephanie was saying, where you get your foot in the door to then, you know, upsell them additional services, larger, you know, high ticket items, like, you know, full web custom websites and stuff like that. Um, I think that's something where, yeah, most web designers don't do that. And that's a huge opportunity. I think in our industry, especially because, for starters, it's, there's a lot of distrust and cynicism. It's like the mechanic situation. People don't understand what we do, so they think we're ripping them off, for starters. Yeah. So if you well, can, and the truth is, there's a lot of rip-off artists in the industry. They're right, they're right <laughs> for thinking that. Yeah, they totally are. But the other thing that I have found is, like, if you can find any way to get someone to find their passwords for their website, you're in for life. Like if they can, if they will give those to you, then you are in for life because they don't want to find them again and give them to anybody right. else. Yeah. So if you, that's like, you just need a hook to get that and you're oh, golden. I just dealt with that yesterday. Awesome. That's I heard funny. it here. That's like my best <laughs> advice for anybody in web design. I think, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Leslie, you, you did website audits and stuff for a while, didn't you? And stuff? Um, I did, uh, I did do some kind of audit. Yeah, it was kind of like a design audit. Um, yeah. I would go in and, and kind of fix a few things, but you know, with my, I've, I've found with my particular products, like the styling and form styling and stuff, it can be tricky because like, for instance, my last, the last one who did a gravity form, there's all kinds of extensions and add-ons on there for gravity forms. I don't know them all. He had one on there. I didn't even know. I've never heard of, it was just an image thing, which is pretty cool. I didn't know you could add image buttons on gravity. Um, but I don't have, you know, writing in there to cover every freaking thing. So, you know, I kind of had to, okay, well, I didn't say I wouldn't work on that. I didn't specify that. So it helps you, you know, kind of, um, tweak your product verbiage because it can be tricky when it's something like that. Um, you know, I, I thought about doing WooCommerce styling. There's a shit ton of WooCommerce add-ons on there. So I have to, if I do it, I have to be very careful with my verbiage so that, you know, it's very clear on what I'm working on for this price. Cause there's just some things I'm not going to know about. Um, but yeah, it's, so how does it work if somebody <laughs> buys if somebody buys a gravity form style how does that work so I've, they used your, have... I've used your code before to style not gravity but uh you have a caldera, caldera? yeah caldera is on those are the two i'm most familiar with um so basically they have to them. they have to build the form that's another thing too if there's a market out there for building the forms i don't want to do that i don't offer that but if anybody's watching this and you like building gravity forms there's people there who, who there will pay is. for you to do it um but yeah, so they have to have the, the form built and I go in there, they're, obviously their, their site is already designed. They're kind of, this is like the last component that doesn't match basically. Um, and so I go in there and I just do my CSS. I need admin access or whatever, um, do my CSS. We go back and forth maybe once or twice. Um, and that's pretty it, pretty much it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think anything functional and technical on a website somebody can productize it. I think forms is a perfect example. And you just sell that for a flat rate. Absolutely. If you well, want I have actually three, three options because as you know, you can do a lot with forms, not just the contact form. Some of them are questionnaires. Yeah. Some of them are very long. Um, and, and yeah, once you do certain things that brings in a different class, you know, so it just depends, but I do, I did narrow it down to three, um, types. All right. Cool. So I think those are awesome examples. So we have customizing forms, whether that's building the forms, styling the forms, we have customizing WooCommerce as another productized service design audits, maintenance plans obviously what other product type services i mean as david mentioned there can be an income um, but not courses though, <laughs> <laughs> that's my personal opinion it's all semantics i mean who cares what you call it I, yeah i mean i don't know 
I, I kind of agree with Tim on that one, but I, I get his point I, totally. I, I, I just, yeah, it seems to me like if you're, you did it, like, I don't know. That's the other thing I want to do is I want to like do something once and just keep selling it. But that turns into a product. I think it's just a product. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think if the education was a productized service, then it would be, you know, come, you know, spend a thousand dollars and I will come and teach you X, Y, and Z type of thing, but I have to go and do it. You're, you're convincing me. (laughs) Yeah. I I think there's lots of things. There's endless, you know, I think the more technical that websites get, the wonderful thing about WordPress is that you know, do-it-yourselfers can build a WordPress website, but if they want an e-commerce website, for example, you know, or a membership site, you may productize just setting up that functionality of the website. You don't build it, you don't design, you just implement, you integrate those types of things. So a membership site would be an example, an LMS would be an example, um, e-commerce, obviously, and there's many platforms. You can become a Shopify guru, a WooCommerce guru, an Easy Digital Downloads guru, and all oh, you guru. <laughs> or a Divi guru. Yeah, and look, people have productized Divi websites. You know, they rank for it. Google it. I mean, we get a lot of people that reach out because they want a Divi specific. That's a perfect example of a, of a productization of of um, a service. You know, I'm a Divi expert to build Divi websites and stuff. I think for me, the biggest benefit and takeaway that I got from it was that there's more than one way to make money. And like y'all know, for me, I I got a little burnt out on the whole building the site thing. So it was a very much like, oh, great. I haven't, you know, I don't have to freak out because I don't want to get another web design client. I can just do this on the side and that'll help compensate. So I think it's really helpful to not to keep from getting burnt out. You know, you kind of do other little things. Yeah. Another thing um, is that you can which we're going to talk about niches in a upcoming niches. That's going to be the biggest issue of that whole. <laughs> you know it already. Uh, but if you have if you have a niche, then you know I know there's several people online that um, I've seen several that work with like photographers, for example. So they have just they have productized how to get the galleries looking right, how to upload the image. Like that's their that's the way they have productized for their niche. And like, I work with a lot of breweries at, at Sweet, my marketing company, Sweet Tea. And so we, you know, we know how to connect it to all the different, you know, they're untapped and there are other things like that to get those sites. So you kind of can specifically lay out exactly what that client will need. And, and then the other benefit is once you do it and do it and do it well, doing it and doing it and doing it well, <laughs> then, <laughs> Then you can do it faster. All and the more- young kids are like, we don't know that song. <laughs> good. <laughs> that, that's, that reminds me, that's a, a really good uh, specialty that you can productize, like email marketing integration productization, oh, where yeah. you go and you hook up their email marketing platforms to yep. Gravity Forms, to yeah. a pop-up builder, to, you know. I Div- hate dealing with that. Platform. I would probably hire somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and so you can, you know, have like different options where, okay, yeah, I'll connect it to MailChimp you know, via this or connect it via, you know, yeah. pop-ups or yeah, all even just connecting, whatever. setting up a MailChimp, you know, a, your newsletter program or whatever, that's, yep. you can sell that as a service. I mean, there are so many ways to productize services in WordPress and web design. It's insane. It is. We probably could come up with a hundred of them if we wanted to. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. 
I just want to know, more on. importantly, I want to know, Stephanie, do you get paid in beer? That's important. <laughs> do you get like lots of free beer? Actually, awesome. when you go to the conferences, I don't have it up here. You get, um, they give you a little glass or a little metal cup and it's not washed. And then you just, well, everywhere you go, there are big coolers with taps and they'll just fill up your glass the whole entire, <laughs> the whole entire wow. time. Yeah. Hey, beer conferences. Oh Drunk yeah. People spend money. <laughs> <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun. You have to learn real early on how to pace yourself at those deals. Cause, yeah, I, I think there's just just about anything that you're doing, you know, that is kind of a pain point for business owners, or you know, you can productize it. You know, I mean, there's just so many ways. And you know what? You pro- you hear the sayings that the riches are in the niches. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you do become an expert at something, you know, you get sought out and stuff and you have lots of lots of work to, you know, to, to fall back on over time. I, I definitely encourage people to do it. if it's something And who here has spent more than two hours, three hours, four hours on a proposal? Because you had to like figure all, I mean, right? <laughs> Spent days even researching and figuring out what they need oh, yeah. and what's going to go into this project and that. If you've got it in a flat rate on your website, they can just put it in the cart. My goodness. Hey, we have a client that we like white label work for, and that is all they do. Their entire business is built around writing proposals for customers, doing RFPs and all they do is they write the proposal proposal and they have a team that does it. And let me tell you, it's expensive as shit to get these proposals written. I wanted one. We had a big RFP that we had to do for, um, you know, a a Canadian association. And I'd say, man, this is going to take a lot of work. It'll take a lot of time out of our week. Let me see if I can farm this out because I know people do this. I want to say the minimum started at like $3,500 and that wasn't even guaranteeing that you were going to win the contract. <laughs> that was just, Hey, let me spend all this money and hope I get it kind of deal. So pretty much anything that you can think of, you probably can productize it and there's a need yeah. for it out there. So yeah, I think forms is a great one. Every website needs it. If they have, if you, if you become the forum guru styling (laughs) and building, holy cow, you know, that, I think that could be a really good one. And email, email marketing too. That would be a good one too. Yeah. man. Especially MailChimp. Do y'all remember the first time y'all went into MailChimp, how ugly it was and how hard it was? Yeah. It was painful. At least for me, it was painful. It's still so, hard for me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, my my first uh, introduction to email marketing, I was working at a, a company. I was a marketing coordinator, and they had constant contact. And I remember then, wow, this is a very outdated email marketing platform. And to this there day, UI, oh my god. And uh, yeah, to this day, I still don't think they've really updated anything. So don't you use constant not. contact. <laughs> I kind of hey. wish that I would just pick one and become an expert in because choosing, I mean, working with all the different clients and all of their different platforms that they use is mind boggling. You have to learn all of them. Content marketing, another productization service that could be offered. 
you know, content marketing. Um, I'm going to give Lily Sky credit for that in the chat. That's not my great idea. That's one of our listeners and viewers. Yeah. Someone also said that a, someone does a discovery meeting as a productized service. Oh, they mentioned it at Word, WordCamp, I think. Yeah, I mean, that actually is a good one is is like coaching calls, like consultations where like, here's a block of two hours of yeah. let's sit down, let's talk about your business type of thing. Yeah. That's like a super simple one. Yeah, Chris you know what? does that like eight yeah. hours, an hour or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. a client that she literally called me um, about six weeks ago. She's like, she texted me and was like, could I schedule some time, just buy some of your time to brainstorm? Cause she wanted to do a promotion and some marketing and she just doesn't, she doesn't know all her options. And she was like, this has been awesome. It's so, and all I did was just come up with ideas for her and she went and did them. And then she's got a couple little issues like that. She needs to get her email sorted out. She's got to do this other stuff. And I said, when this promotion's over, why don't we just do, I didn't even realize I was doing it until you just said that. Like, <laughs> why don't we just do like an hour or two a month brainstorm session, little consultation, and then you can go off and run and yeah. Yeah. What was the website that they used to do that, Tim? Do you remember? There's a website that will allow you to charge per minute. Clarity.fm. Clarity.fm. And that. a lot of the, the big WordPress, you know, people, they, they do that. Chris yeah, that's where I just read it today. Um, yeah. the, L, the LMS, Lifter LMS and somebody else, was it him? Yeah, but two WordPress guys are like, hey, we just go on Clarity with Troy Dean. Or, I'm pretty sure it was Troy Dean. Yeah. yeah, I just read it and on they the charge way. per minute. I'm gonna tell <laughs> yeah. you, like, you know, some of them go like ten dollars per minute, and you wow. know, I mean, it's some insane, outrageous amounts, you know. But think about it: the value that you, we offer to those people who need that knowledge and stuff is huge. I'm so chatty. Can you imagine how much that would? Help? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have to you would have to definitely be focused Picked on focus focus, focus wp focus wp <laughs> you're the best well hey there's another by the hour phone job that's good too yeah i think that's a great one i mean heck we, we should all probably be on clarity fm by the way just saying um you know i've I, been asked if i would do like look at someone's because like the, the thing I offered the design audit, it was very um surface. Like it, it didn't do like a deep dive or whatever, because I only had like a certain amount of time. But um that's the thing about when it comes to design. How do you tell someone like what if it's really bad? You know, like I'm this is gonna be twenty hours and it sucks. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's a it's a weird thing. I don't know. That's why I haven't offered it. <laughs> design, oh. I mean, that is that's tough. I would say almost you'd have to more structure it as like a, I mean, at one point, like is it a, not just a redesign? Like, <laughs> like a goal audit or something? Yeah. That's sort of what I always try and start with is like, okay, what are you trying to accomplish here? Then you can go and say like, well, this accomplishes something or that, that you know, you can kind of, because otherwise- This it's design just, destroys any accomplishment <laughs> that you actually want to do. <laughs> yeah, because that's, uh, design is tricky, but. Yeah, yeah I that's think cool I just- thing is, No, you got it. Sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say that's no, a cool you, thing. If you, if you talk about like goals and what you're trying to accomplish, then you have something to back it up because design itself can be very subjective. Like this is really ugly, but like this design doesn't accomplish what you want. And then here's why, then you can kind of make it a little more objective, you know, based off of data and stuff like that. I'm telling you guys, I love these marketing audits. Do you sell them? Do you do them? No. Well, of course. Them. 
no. yeah. or anything. Of course not. No, you go, you get there, you go put like a hot jar or something on their site. Oh. You log in and get their analytics stuff. You check out their um, social media. Yeah, you check out their social media stuff, things like that. And then like the first one was a bear because it took me forever to put all the pieces together. But now, you know, now it's productized. It's about to go up on my site. <laughs> but you go, you go, then you just copy, you know, you just pop the stuff in there. And it's great because it's, um, it's not a proposal or it's a list of recommendations. And then you put at the end, like, feel free to go ahead and tackle these or let me know <laughs> right. like a proposal <laughs> my rate in case it doesn't work out <laughs> like a proposal for solving these solutions cuz then it makes it like oh this is i'm just you know i'm biased helping you and it's so you don't come across as like salesy in it you know yeah That's and awesome. you get the password to their website <laughs> is their password just 1234 mostly yeah. <laughs> admin Man, this has been a great episode so far. See what happens when you bring an all-star on the team? <laughs> oh, man. man a very humble all-star. <laughs> Just no, kidding. Stephanie's an all-star. Absolutely. Just kidding. She's chatty. That's all. So would you all consider uh, people who use like uh, pre-made things that they've created and charge clients like a set amount every month? ongoing would that be considered productizing their service can you give a specific example do you mind sure like say for instance a company decide we're going to work with a certain niche and we're going to design like six different template style sites create oh. one absolutely price you don't and even have to you don't even have to say anymore it's yeah absolutely... and then they charge monthly for it instead of like a, a lump sum something that they can put together rather quickly since they have created the templates. Absolutely. That's like exactly what I'm thinking of moving to first. Really? Well, Tammy's done ago. this. You've done this with the coaching thing, haven't you? No, those are child themes. So okay. they're yeah. not, a, no, I've never done those, but I've seen a few people do those. And I just wondered if any of you thought of it. I, I started one actually uh, with my dad a few years ago and we never really got it fully off the ground because we, um, no, it wasn't the wedding. The wedding one was oh. fully automated, but we did another one targeting the like home remodeling and uh, home building industry. So like general contractors, interior designers, architects, like that whole industry. Cause I was previously working for a company called house uh, selling advertising. I know that company. Yeah, where, where that's the, that's their whole industry is that they're a website for for that industry, and so I kind of like was very involved in an industry and saw how terrible everyone's websites were, and so the the goal was okay, they're not going to do like a self serve automated type of thing, but what if we did more of a productized service where we can charge a setup fee, a flat rate, to help them set it up, customize uh, to their brand, add their logo, add their copy but using our existing templates that we designed and built and then charge them for hosting for an ongoing rate. And so we, we basically, I, I got uh, distracted with Divi life. And so we never really like pursued it long-term, but that was that kind damn of damn company model. Whatever <laughs> happened to that company? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, um, but I, I think still, it's a brilliant model for sure. I do too. I, I, I think that is, yeah. especially if you can partner up with, um, one of these types of companies or something that really has a lot of uh, people that need that stuff like Beachbody 
like a beach body coach or something that has like a thousand downlines where they all want their own website oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, where you can totally do that. Um, essential oils, any type of big multi-level MLM. Yeah. Real, real yeah. estate, real estate. Is yeah. big. And they always get their, their yeah, whatever, real, real estate. Real estate's tough. Yeah. They pay it's a very, fortune. It's very saturated though. Well, I'll tell you what's tough about real estate. Cause I was really, my folks have a real estate business. And, and so I had a lot of connections. They were with uh, Keller Williams, like one of the big, huge ones. Yeah. And then they went off on their own, but the trouble with real estate, the, well, the good part is that they all know they need to market. Like they understand the importance of a brand and the importance of marketing. The trouble with that industry is they all have to pay all these dues if they're part and like they get websites included. Yeah. So yeah. you have to sell but them. Thankfully, that they, well, like, yeah, they're all terrible. How bad they are, and they'll go on their own and get another. <laughs> right, but that <laughs> so like there's there. a million realtors, but there's not that many that recognize that value that are yeah. willing to go up. And then you have to you have, they already pay for like MLS stuff, like the listings, and then they would have to pay again to get like the plugins and stuff for you to set yeah. up. So it's a little bit of a tough sell because I thought the same thing. I thought that man, you could just crank those out and they'd be. Yeah, they have to see the value in paying for something that they already pay addition, for. Yeah, in addition <laughs> right. to because basically it's like, okay, well, I already have a website with Keller Williams. It's really crappy, but it's a website, and they have to be sold on a better, more professional website and and pay the expense to get that. Right, and we we make that sale to all of our clients, right? Like everybody already has something most of the time, right? And we sell them on making something better, but those people have to still keep paying for that. Right. Other that's thing. the hard part. So yeah. that's where it's like, that's the like deal breaker. You can do it, Stephanie. I have faith in you. <laughs> I'll stick with the breweries. So have yeah. you all ever heard of renting a website? <laughs> I have. No, but tell me <laughs> yeah. all about it, Tammy. I had oh, someone man. local uh, approach me about renting a website. And what they do is they purchase all the domain names. They purchase uh, the phone numbers. And then they do this... Uh, really good SEO on it so that they rank really high. And then they, they rent them to people who would, who really don't care about um, a special website design. Like for instance, uh, this particular person specialized in pool enclosures and pool um, maintenance. So (laughs) (laughs) I thought you said poo enclosure. (laughs) No swimming pools. The thing in Florida. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he had like, he had like several websites and he would just rent them out to companies um, for a set amount of time. And most of them will rent for like $300, $400 a month. And you should see the websites. But apparently this is something that a lot of people are doing. <laughs> would, they, would they maintain the SEO and all of that? Was that yes. part of the deal? Okay. They maintain the SEO. The, the phone numbers went to a special lead center that they can track and so it was really all about the seo but the the web pages themselves were super simple and they hosted them and all that yes they hosted them and so they continue to own the domains the phone numbers and if that person decides they don't want it they're able to sell that somebody else yeah yeah very interesting i I think that um i have a client i think that's what they came from when they wanted to redesign because i remember trying to get the um all the information about the domain and stuff and I remember it was that kind of company like they owned everything my client didn't own anything um so we ended up buying a new domain and starting fresh and all that but but that sounds like kind of what what that was 
I mean, that's kind of like businesses that are like pure lead gen. They'll just go and spend a ton of money on like Google AdWords or Facebook ads or something. And they don't actually build any long-term brand. And it's like, as soon as the ads get shut off, then there goes their business because they're not getting any inbound leads. And so I would probably not recommend a company to use like a website renting service like that because they could hike up their price, you know, from $400 a month to $1,400 a month. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to pay for that. So then, you know, now I have no source of leads. You don't own anything. You don't have any, yeah. like mm-hmm. you know, any brand essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that is super interesting though. It yeah. is. Well, yeah, probably wouldn't, re- definitely would not recommend doing it, you know, for businesses, recommending it to them, but Hey, if you're in that business and people are paying for it, who goes on? <laughs> More power to you. Send More them all away when you're done with them. <laughs> They're ready for a real estate. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Well, I, I think we've covered this topic pretty dang good. Have we missed anything? No, yeah, we said everything. Awesome. Are we doing parting thoughts? Sure. Who wants to go first? I think the newbie right, should Tim. go first. I think the newbie should go first too. <laughs> yeah, newbie. <laughs> um, parting yeah, thoughts. Okay. I think what we've decided here today is number one, a course is not a productized service. And number <laughs> two, you should productize your services for like for sure. Like there's no like question there. Like that's, it's a more efficient way to work. And um, if those of you guys that were there two weeks ago and we started the little Facebook group, focus on your biz, we're going to have actually uh, an an expert that is a colleague of mine. He's a coach and stuff. He's going to do a free webinar. And this is going to be a big chunk, like how to productize and how to get it on your website and stuff. That's going to be a big chunk of what he's going to talk about. I think it's going to be this Friday. I don't know. Anyway, I'll post it in the group. And so if you want to if you want to, yeah, um, and I'll put a link to the group in the. Okay, thanks. Yeah, so it's it's just a free webinar just on like productizing and um. Uh, shoot, I sh- I forgot. I should have looked up the name. He's gonna be so mad at me. He's got a whole, couple other really good. It'll be good though. He's good. He's a crazy redneck. So, it's always. <laughs> yeah, we like we enjoy. He swears even more than Leslie. Redneck <laughs> webinars. Yeah, it's good. Say that. Three times real fast. Redneck <laughs> webinar. Red, red, redneck webinar. <laughs> That's awesome. Hashtag redneck webinar. <laughs> well, go. I'll go next. Uh, for no, Tim, you can't go next. You can. right. <laughs> go ahead, Tim. You can go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I would reiterate and full credit to uh, Stephanie with uh, creating a productized service to use it as a foot in the door. It's an easy thing that you can market. Uh, you can promote, you know, local Facebook ads or, or, or whatever, because uh, it's easy for people to kind of digest and understand. And then you can, you know, get that consultation with them and then uh, hopefully be able to upsell your custom solutions, you know, the more high ticket items. But th- that's my final thought. I think uh, not enough web designers do that, but it's a great way to grow your business and it'll help you stand out for sure. Okay, I just looked up the name. Can I jump back? I don't mean okay. No. Product productization: How to scale your agency and eliminate scope creep. Ooh. We didn't even mention Ooh. that. It helps scope creep. Eliminate scope creep. Heard it here first. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Focus Biz Group. 
<laughs> oh, square. And uh, as our, our good friend and awesome moderator, Pablo says, if you guys could smash that like button, smash it. Oh, yeah. That thumbs up. That would help us out a lot. And comment. Let us know in the comments down there. YouTube's algorithms. Like it, comment it, share it even if you want. It'd be awesome. Subscribe. Subscribe. Hit the little bell on the notification. Let you know when we come online every time. Hey, yes, yeah. Who's next? I'll go next. Take some time out to think about all the things that you do for a client and uh, the things that you enjoy most and consider productizing the service. You can start small and just, you know, kind of test the market and see how people respond to it. Or if there's a, maybe people approach you for a couple of small things often. Just sit down and try to think about it and reevaluate what it is that you spend a lot of time on. Excellent. Leslie? Um, yeah, I'll just um, uh, reiterate to how, how I think it, it's good to kind of get your, shake up your, your regimen in a way. Um, and, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You can always pull it off. Um, but if you already run in a web design company, why not just kind of stick a product on there, see how it goes. Um, just kind of play with it and see how it works for you. You don't really have anything to lose if you're already in this business, you know, if you're already doing client work and stuff. So just try it out. Awesome. Can I add one more thing to my final thought? Talking about using it as a, a foot in the door. Don't be afraid to not make a ton of money off of those initial products. If your purpose is to get people connected to you so you can upsell other products, I wouldn't say necessarily lose money on it, but it's okay if it's it's a low cost, you, you know, barely break even type of thing because you're going to make more money on the back end by upselling additional services. Totally. Absolutely. Um, I guess my final thoughts are going to be, there's lots of ways that you can productize your services. Uh, make sure don't go all in, you know, on something first, do some testing, find out if it's something that people will pay for and they want it, need it, you know, and when you find out that they want it and need it, then aggressively go after it. There are a few things already that we know businesses want and need, like maintenance slash service agreements. If you're not, you don't want to get in that because it's so competitive, you know, and you want to get into form, you know, do some testing, offer it to clients, you know, see if there's some interest out there. And if there is interest out there, Start pitching it as one of your services and stuff, but definitely do some some testing around it and stuff. Uh, it's been a great episode. Absolutely have enjoyed being back. Welcome, Stephanie. We are super glad that you're here officially now. Me too. In here. Well, I thought I was going to go in here. I am going to go in here. I'm going to look at our next week's topic because somebody told me that we need to be announcing that more often. And uh, I've got the sheet open here. Next week, we're going to talk about going niche, niche, yay or nay, <laughs> benefits. You'll have to tune in next week. That's going to be First a good one. All, yeah, yes. to let you know what we went with, niche or niche. And then I'll <laughs> hey, riches or I'm, I'm team niche, just because it sounds French. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 lend, I tend to lean towards niche, too, because it just sounds... And I also say Tarjay, so don't listen to me. Niche, niche sounds you know niche. It just that's what it's like bitch yeah <laughs> a French word <laughs> if it's a French word then isn't it wouldn't it be niche niche right. niche 
I well, save it for next week. We do know, we do we got, know that we both are technically week. correct. <laughs> According to the American Dictionary, both pronunciations are acceptable. Uh, but are they- Thanks, everybody, for joining us live on Divi Chat. Share this podcast with everybody because we've got some awesome stuff coming in 2019. Take care, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Ready, Take Tim? care. Bye. Bye.